Hello, everyone. On behalf of the East Brunswick Public Library, it's my pleasure to welcome you today to Panel 3 for Local Author Day, Saturday, October 15, 2023. I'd also like to extend a warm welcome to those of you attending virtually. Thank you to Melissa Hosick, Adult Programming Librarian, for planning this event. My name is Teresa Agustinelli. My pronouns are she, her, and I will be serving as your host for this panel and the final panel number four. As a reminder, our, the books from our panelists are for sale today. You can also talk to our panelists today at the tables in the back. So we're gonna start off with about 25 minutes of questions from me for this panel, and then we will close out with 10 minutes from the audience, both virtual and in person. So it's my pleasure to introduce this third panel of environmental authors. We have Kayla Harris here, and then Shrenik and Davik environmental authors over there. So what I'd like to start out with is if you could each share your websites or social media handles, any way that our audience members could learn a little bit more about each of you after the panel is over. Hello, my name is Kayla Harris. You can follow me on Instagram at EcoPoetKayla. Um, my Facebook is Kayla Harris. Um, and through those social media accounts, you can find um, more information about um, my book. Okay. Um, hello, I'm Shranik Patel. I'm David Patel. And you can find more information about um, this book, The Essential Guide to Understanding Sustainability. Um, we have a QR code in the back, and that will take you to Lulu, which is um, the website on which our book is hosted. Thank you. And I'm going to start with Kayla here, and we're just going to move along with the same question. So what got you involved with environmental issues and for and with writing about environmental issues? Um, I would say in college, learning about climate change was when I became interested in environmental issues. Um, I did start studying environmental science, but I quickly learned that English was my skill set. Um, so being an environmental activist, artist, and communicator and kind of representing those skills in the climate change field. Um, you know, when people think of climate change and sustainability, I think they often think of science and technology. And although those are very important, um, it's also artists and um, being empathetic to stories of people impacted by climate change. Um, so representing art um, in the environmental space. Thank you. Uh, and then for the both of us, uh, one thing that really uh, got us like started on the environment and sustainability was the fact that we're both vegetarian from birth. So at a young age, we've always had this type of awareness uh, about like the profound impact that our dietary choices made on our on our environment, and as we matured and took classes related to sustainability and human ecology and how the and how we learned about the relationships between humans and the environment, we realized that uh, we as a society aren't really doing our best in terms of sustainability, and so seeing those effects only like strengthen our conviction for an advocacy for spreading awareness and spreading awareness to help people lead more sustainable lives. And I would say that um, in general, there's a number of environmental consequences that spur from unsustainable practices and we wanted to address those. So for example, um, just to name a few, there's deforestation, greenhouse gases, 
and the immense amount of water consumption. And I guess seeing the effects of our choices has um, helped strengthen kind of our belief in what we wanted to share. So that's that's part of the reason why we decided to write this book. Thank you. And I know, Kayla, I'm working with the, um, we have a Civility Week, and our theme is sustainability at Brookdale Community College. And we're working with the UN uh, goals, which are 17. So they really are, it is multifaceted with sustainability beyond what we would normally think of being sustainable, as well as eco-criticism, right, which is commenting on through literature and art, the concept of sustainability. So I want to know next, are there environmental activists and or writers that you look up to? So the book I'm promoting today is an anthology where I share a personal story, um, but I do include nature writing in that personal story. Um, in my free time and, you know, in other publishing endeavors, I am an eco-poet, um, so a poetry uh, advocating for the environment. Um, so some writers and um, eco-poets I look up to is Camille Dungy, um, Elizabeth Bradfield, um, some activists I look up to, um, a lot of social media influencers these days, um, Brown, Girl, um, I'm not, I'm forgetting her name, but just uh, environmental influencers online can really help share information. Um, so connecting with that community online and social media has really given me um, inspiration. Uh, in terms of environmental activists, that I look up to, uh, besides like the, mainly there's like just like organizations on social media that I follow. And besides that, I don't really uh, believe that anyone, I, th I don't think, I don't look up to anyone in particular because I believe that anyone who has a genuine passion and care for the environment can be their own role model. And I think that especially in terms of sustainability, um, it's the issue itself that's what unites people, right? People who believe that sustainability and climate change is a big issue. Those are the people that will get together. So um, it's more so that uh, we believe in the issue and we have a passion for it, which is why we decided to take this step. Thank you. Um, what impact would, would you like your work to have on the world? We, well, so we can start here. And come okay. Um, I think we want um, the, this handbook to open the dialogue about sustainability. So sustainability is one of those things where um, a lot of people have a very general knowledge about it, but not enough people have specific knowledge about it. Or it's also hard to quantify because of the fact that it's so generic. So in this handbook, we have described specific terms such as environmental push and environmental pull that help make discussions about sustainability seem more more realistic in a way. And so um, I guess one of our main goals and what we want to see is that this handbook helps open up that dialogue about sustainability and also people start to learn what individual choices they can make and what habits they can change to lead more sustainable lives. And another main thing we focused on while writing this handbook was that we wanted to make it appropriate for both students and adults and so we believe that change starts at the youth and that's where the most powerful impact is and if we can uh, create that awareness early on when students or kids or teenagers are still learning that would be the most powerful and opening up that dialogue 
like Shranik was talking about, and just addressing sustainability at an early age. Um, I'd like people to read my story and feel connected to the environment, you know, getting out into nature and kind of allowing your thoughts to process um, through healing and through connecting with your everyday um, choices, habits, you can slowly move towards sustainable living. Um, so even just, you know, having clearer thoughts, being in nature um, can make you want to make that action every day. So really just spending time in nature, getting connected to nature and slowly moving your choices every day to sustainable habits. Thank you. Um, starting with Kayla, can you please describe your path to publication? <clears throat> Um, getting published, I've started with mainly magazines, so literary magazines, just really looking for any opportunity to submit poetry, submit um, photographs, and kind of start um, my publishing journey that way. Through that, I really just got connected with a small independent publisher out of Asbury Park, um, and I've been able to work with them to publish this book, Magnificently Made, an anthology featuring 33 other women's stories and myself. Um, so that was kind of my journey is really just starting small, trying to submit to magazines and now um, starting with a small publisher and hoping to continue to grow to even larger publishers. Uh, and then for the essential guide to understanding sustainability, right now we have it self-published on an online platform known as Lulu. Uh, but uh, we do, we do want to thank our mentor who's actually in the back Ms. Catherine Nguyen, and uh, she's provided us with plenty of contacts and uh, publishers and people in the publishing space that have reviewed our work. <laughs> yeah, so um, once again, just wanted to thank her for that. And um, they really gave good insight on um, specific revisions we should make or things we should add to kind of help make our points stronger in the book. Thank you. And actually, um, that's a good segue. What, um, let's just see, can you describe your writing process? Do you have a set schedule? Do you write just when you want to? Or do you make yourself write at certain times or a certain amount of time per week or day? Uh, I think, I think first the most important thing, well, for me was definitely setting aside that time every single day and making it part of a routine. I think consistency is key when it comes to creating anything. And so like everyone has ideas, but people who execute them the best and are able to translate those ideas to reality are people who have consistency and are able to not just give up or not just stop after just thinking about the idea, but actually doing it over a period of time and implementing it into a routine. And in terms of actually writing, I think, um, what helped us was setting aside maybe um, small chunks of time, like like an hour a day for a, a few days a week, rather than like one longer stretch of time. Because we, I feel like uh, a lot of inspiration that comes from writing is natural, and it comes comes kind of throughout the day. Sometimes out of nowhere, you'll get like a random thought that Ooh, this would be nice to implement in the book, right? So I think that writing itself is a very natural and fluid process. So um, kind of being, as, as David mentioned, being consistent, but um, with short periods of time over a longer period of time really help. 
Um, I definitely related to the first panel that went and feeling that um, when when inspiration hits is kind of the best time to write. Um, but to the other author's points here, you know, starting that time every day is definitely something I work towards. And once you kind of start to put the pen to paper, then you can kind of get the ideas flowing. So when inspiration hits is definitely a great spark, but to building a routine every day to writing um, can really help bring the ideas out and bring that inspiration out. Thank you. So I appreciate the message from Kayla's venture, The Imperfect Echo, that we don't have to be perfect for our actions to have a positive impact on the environment. As illustrated by the quote on the website, there's a quote that she's included that says, we don't need a handful of people doing zero waste perfectly. We need millions of people doing it imperfectly. So what does that quote mean to you? And what could each of us do to make a difference in the environment, starting with Kayla? Yeah, so the quote here included today is from my small business, The Imperfect Eco. I try to include sustainable brands um, and zero waste products for people to incorporate in their everyday life. Um, so this quote about doing it imperfectly, you know, sustainability and environmental protection is a large task and we can't all change our lives overnight. So just everyone taking a small step, you know, starting with whether it's changing your pump soap at home to a bar soap and removing that plastic, um, just taking small steps every day can impact the environment. Um, and that's kind of what I feel like the quote is about. And even checking out the Imperfect Eco um, website, the imperfecteco.com, and you can see some sustainable and zero waste products that you can swap at home. And just starting that one thing at home um, can really lead a domino effect to other sustainable practices in your life. And I definitely agree over here. I think um, it's very hard to change everyone and especially change doesn't happen fast. And we all know that we've all experienced that. And I think the most important thing is for, uh, well, first you have to show up and then second, you have to actually acknowledge that you want to change something and then actually change it. And we should, I think I encourage everyone to start off with small changes because it may look like uh, changing your entire lifestyle is definitely drastic and it doesn't happen overnight. So changing like small parts of your day, day to day aspects, you'll start, uh, I guess you'll start adapting to them. And once you start adapting to them, you'll notice more opportunities throughout your day to day routine where you can implement more sustainable practices. Um, yeah, I pretty much have the same, same views on that. I think um, whether it be practices or, or even just like small habits throughout the day um, or just being mindful of where, like, for example, where you throw out the trash. If if it's a, a something that could be recycled, make sure it goes in the recycling bin. Like things like that really do make a difference. And it's important to have that mindful, uh, like the, the awareness when, when you're doing daily routines. Thank you. So I have an individual question for Kayla. So your personal story was included in a chapter of the anthology Magnificently Made. Could you talk a little bit about how nature helped you to heal your life? I feel like I talked about this briefly um, into what I hope people get out of the chapter. Um, I really think spending time in nature and allowing your mind to have that silence and kind of 
going back to the oneness of nature from which humans originated um, can really clear your mind and allow healing, um, allow you to process thoughts, allow you to process trauma. So in my book, I talk about um, trauma I've been through as well as spending time in nature and how that's allowed me to to heal and even find my purpose, purpose to continue to fight climate change and um, environmental protection. Thank you. And this question is for Shrenik and Davik. How did you meet your mentor, environmental activist, Catherine Nguyen, who is here in the back? Um, so interestingly enough, we actually met her, uh, met her right here in the library. So we were here for um, an EB Chambers of Commerce event, and we, um, we were networking, and we met her, and we started a conversation about um, Web3 and, and mining for cryptocurrency. And through that conversation, we we realized that we connected on the fact that um, mining for cryptocurrency was very environmentally damaging. And then we realized that both her and me and David have this um, passion for sustainability where we wanted to um, see how we could spread sustainability or just spread the awareness of sustainability into the public. So because of that, first conversation, we started meeting more regularly, and then we came up with the plan to write this handbook. And also, she's encouraged us to be more vocal and voice our opinions more about the topic of sustainability. And with her, we were able to meet with Mayor Cohen, as well as the superintendent of East Brunswick Public Schools. Thank you. Very impressive work that all of you do. Um, what advice would you give to other people who would like to spe spread awareness about issues they're, they're passionate about, uh, sustainability and more, um, but aren't sure how to get started? Start with Kayla. Um, I would say the community is definitely a great start, starting small and building up, you know, um, connecting through Facebook groups, connecting through social media with people who are interested in similar things as you, um, connecting with your local library, um, just really starting with the research to find groups locally that you can connect with, um, as well as connecting on social media. Uh, I share the same perspective as you. I think uh, in today's world, social media can be very powerful. And also, we can't overlook uh, the opportunities we have locally. So I encourage anyone or anyone young to uh, who wants to voice their opinions about something, uh, try to find some sort of organization or something, especially locally, it's easier to reach and get access to and try to see, uh, try to contact them via social media and try to meet with them in person. And I think once you get that dialogue started, opportunities will just fall fall into place and you'll see where you fit in and you'll be able to see, I guess, the best way to uh, just voice your opinions and yeah, go about what you want to say. Um, I agree with both points that were said. And um, I also think it's important to maybe first find people who are also interested in the same topic or have the same opinions because it could be scary or daunting at first to try to voice a, an opinion that may not be as popular in a community but if you find people it, um, it's definitely people who think the same way it definitely makes it easier not only to voice the opinion but it also allows you to have a bigger impact because just because more people are you know um, supportive of your opinion. 
And for a final question, um, what are you currently working on? Do you have any projects in the works? Start with Kayla. Again, I'm always trying to submit publications to magazines. Um, I am working on a new chapter for Jersey Shore Stories um, that will be a part of another anthology. Um, so just continuing to write, joining in writing groups, and keeping that uh, spark alive. Uh, in terms of the both of us, uh, since we just wrote this handbook this past summer, our efforts are mainly regarding this handbook. Our efforts are mainly to market it and especially get that local outreach. So opportunities like these are really wonderful for us to market our book and share it and spread that awareness. And in terms of like other passions, we we both share a passion for coding and we're interested in AI. So we're hoping we can use the next uh, few months to figure out a good intersection between AI and sustainability and maybe do something with that. Yeah, and we also um, want to focus on trying to get this handbook into the school system because I feel like um, this handbook is definitely tailored towards um, either middle schoolers or even high schoolers that can kind of grasp the knowledge really quickly and start implementing these um, changes in their routines and habits very quickly. So because of that, um, we want to target the schools and make sure that um, kids are able to learn this really early on so that they can lead more sustainable lives. Thank you. Thank you to all of our panelists. At this point, we're going to open up questions to the audience virtually and in person. So if you have questions in person, you can come up to the microphone or virtually you can use the chat and we will read your questions to the group. So this is more of a comment than a question, but I just wanted to make everyone aware of how bad our environmental situation is in the United States. At the UN Climate Ambition Summit, um, this is the United Nations, so all of the recognized nations in the world. Um, and the meeting was two weeks ago, three weeks ago in September. The only two countries not allowed to even speak were United States and China. That's a terrible situation. I have no idea why our public school system does not look at what the UN is doing because they are much farther along on climate change and environmental problems than our country. We are ignoring the global, uh, I don't know, referee or the global, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but the global organization that is helping everyone. So anyway, that, that's just very important for people to understand. Thank you. Pretty powerful, yeah. Anyone have questions or, or comments on what was shared? Yes. Um, I do understand the great impact of climate change and environmental protection today. Something I learned in college was to um, how the effect of doomism has on everyone. And that's why I really brought the imperfect eco forward um, was to offer sustainable, accessible solutions and knowing that there is technologies being worked on out there. And once you tap into those technologies and those communities of people, activists, influencers, people are doing the work. 
Um, so try just not to get caught up in, in the negative impact and feeling like you're not impactful with your everyday life because everyone in here can make a change. Um, so just educating yourself on the opportunities in your community. You know, New Jersey has sustainable Jersey green teams that you can get involved in. Um, and just really starting at home with your family um, to, to lead up to that UN um, and even the United States impact that we can, we can make every day and knowing that there is things being done and things that you can do. You could have any uh, last thoughts that our panelists would like to share? Um, again, I would just like to reiterate my book, uh, Magnificently Made, is an anthology featuring 33 women's stories and my own. Um, it is a personal essay, but I do include, include nature writing and, again, how, heal, how nature has helped me heal, and I hope you feel connected through the nature. Um, you can stop by my stand and check out some bookmarks we have or even, again, follow me on Instagram at EcopoetKayla to kind of stay up to date on the book um, and even purchase it. So thank you all for being here. Um, and yeah, similarly, just just wanted to reiterate the essential guide to understanding sustainability. Um, definitely, for those of you in person, please come by to the back and take a look at it. Uh, we have QR codes back there that will link you to online PDFs as well. So thank you. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to say thank you, everyone, for coming. And we hope you also understand and share the same sentiment towards the urgency of sustainability and creating that awareness for society. So thank you. Okay, thank you to our panelists and our audience.